0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. All right. Hey guys, Joe McCall here, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I've been doing a lot of podcasts lately. And this one is going to be one of the most important ones I've done, maybe ever, but certainly in a long, long time. I got my good man, my good friend, Jason Medley on the line. Jason has been on a lot of podcasts lately, too. A lot of people are talking about, hey, what's going on? This coronavirus thing, and people are panicking and freaking out. But Jason has been seen as one of the experts in the industry because he's been teaching the highest, most elite mastermind in real estate and he's been talking about this for years. It's coming. Gotta get your financial (laughs) house in order. And guess what? It's happening, right? And a lot of people are not coming to Jason because he's kind of been seen as the leader in these well, he is the leader of this mastermind called Collective Genius. We've got him here on this podcast to talk to us at Real Estate Investing Mastery Nation. If that's what you call us, that's my new title for us. Here to talk about kind of I just don't want another prediction of what's going to happen. Everybody's been talking about that. Everyone's been pontificating on their own platforms and doing this stuff, which is good, right? But like, who knows what's going to happen? No. But I wanted to get Medley on here because, I, and I've asked him to maybe smack us around a little bit, maybe rattle our cage a little bit, because I think we need to start taking this seriously. I know a lot of us already have, but we need to like get our head out of the sand and do what we can now if it's not too late to prepare. But also, let's think about in the next 10 years when this happens again, how are we going to avoid the same mistakes we're making now? But first, let me say this. This podcast is brought to you by my book right here. And this is an important book for right now. Why? Because this is the book when the recession happened in 08. These are the deals that I did quit my job in 2009, flipping lease options. They're not sexy deals, but I was doing three or four of them a month in 2009, flipping lease options. And you can get this book for free at WLO book.com dot book.com. It's called wholesaling lease options. Go check it out. And it's about flipping lease options. And it's when, when everybody is running to the Hills in 09, I quit my job and dove right into the real estate market. And I had started, I'd been investing for three or four years already. I made a lot of mistakes. I lost a lot of houses. But when I learned how to do creative deals, how to do creative deals, I was able to weather the storm and come out ahead. And I love lease options. So it's really important. I want you to check out this book, WLOBook.com. It's free. All right. So Jason, glad you're here. Thank you, man, for being here. Glad to
1: be here, brother. Ready to let's rock and roll.
0: We got a lot of people watching right now live on YouTube and Facebook. We're gonna be releasing this later as an audio podcast. So I want to encourage you guys that are listening and watching right now. If you've got questions for Jason, now's the time to type in your questions. If you have comments and feedback, just say hello in your YouTube comment feed or in your Facebook feed right now. Just say hello. Let's Let have us. some
1: fun. Let's make this interactive, Let's right? This fun. What's here? up, Oren? You know Oren? I know an Oren. I don't know if, the, if I know Oren suffering, but uh, I, I'm just saying hi.
0: <laughs> hey, man. So we'll get more people in here giving comments and feedback and stuff like sure. that. Sure. And uh, so we're glad you guys are here. What's up, Sean? All right. So, Jason, man, you've been kind of on the circuit lately, the last week on a lot of different podcasts. People are asking you your opinion. I'm tired. <laughs> and you're tired. I'm tired, too. This is probably my sixth podcast in the last two or three days. But I think a lot of people are hungry right now. They're panicking. You know, every day something new happens, man. You know, something new is out there in the news. I'm starting to think see things where before I was more optimistic. Maybe today mm-hmm. I'm a little more pessimistic, right? But what's going on, first of all, Jason, in your world? How are you doing? How's your family? How's your, your wife? Kid? Well, maybe this
1: isn't the part where we start about sharing. I, I want to answer that question and at the same time, share part of the message that I've been trying to spread recently. My family, my wife, my little girl, my mom, my mama, they are all healthy and happy Good, right now. Yes. <laughs> right, right now everything is good, and the reason that I say that is because one of the things that we need to talk about because most of you guys probably don't even know me. I usually lay pretty low, quite honestly. Prior to all of this nonsense, I'm, I'm not a big Facebook social media person. However, I've kind of cranked it up over the last uh, couple of weeks. But the reason that I'm you don't know me probably don't care a whole lot about my family or, or anything like that. But let's talk about family, right? I think what's critically important right now is that you appreciate yours. And so time, times like these are always meant to bring us back to center. They're always meant to bring us back to center and to remind us of what really matters. And, you know, Joe talked a lot about a lot of people are, are, are in fear and in panic. And the thing that I would suggest on how to regulate that is you gotta, you gotta start first thing in the morning. And for me, That looks like instead of hitting my feet, I hit my knees and, you know, I don't, don't run off. Like you believe whatever you want to believe in. I am I worry about myself. I'm not worried about, you know, what, what you believe in. But for me, regardless of what you believe in, hit your knees before you hit your feet. Right. And I literally start with the basics, the basics of being able to, I, I can feel the hardwood floors on my knees. I can feel my elbows on the bed. I can see my wife laying over there sleeping. I can hear my little girl's sound machine. I can smell the coffee brewing. All the things that are free and being grateful for those things are what help me get centered each day so I don't spend so much time worried about all the things that weren't for free mm-hmm. houses and the cars and all that kind of stuff don't get me wrong nobody wants to lose her stuff i don't lose my stuff but my point is is that you ask me how my family is i'm gonna tell you i am super grateful right now for my family that only we got it all figured out yesterday me and my wife were fussing at each other that's just life that's just marriage people get a little bit of anxiety sticking in the house together but i encourage you just to be thankful for, if, if I were to say, Hey, you're worried about money right now. If I were, if I was going to give you 10 million bucks, would you give me your eyes? If I was going to give you 10 million bucks, would you give me your ears? No. How about your arms? Let, no. Okay. Then you are already rich, right? You just got to frame it up the right way right now. I encourage It reminds you.
0: me of Sam Walton, the guy who started Walmart, you know? Yeah. Um, his last words on his deathbed was, I blew it. I blew it. Yeah. You'd look at him thinking successful, one of the richest men in the world, biggest business in the world. Sure. And he blew it. That's what he yeah. said. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe he was over-medicated. <laughs> maybe he was senile or something like that. But nobody's sitting on their deathbed wishing they'd spent more time working, wishing they spent more time worrying about the economy and the market. They Everybody sits back and thinks, man, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have told them I loved them more. I wish I would have been there to protect them more. I was just saying this earlier on somebody else's podcast. I grew up super poor. I mean, I was white trash growing up. I didn't know this. My dad was a janitor. We lived in a little trailer in a trailer park. And for fun, I'd go dumpster diving. I'd go look for toys and dumpsters, right? And I didn't know I was poor until I was in my 20s looking at my pictures and thinking, oh my gosh. But my dad is the hardest working man I've known, ever known. Mm. My mom, even though they split up, they always took care of me, always knew I was loved. And I didn't know we were poor. Man, I didn't know but I'm so thankful for my family and I want to be like that to my kids, right? I want to be like that to them knowing that I'm here for them. And and that's yeah. the most important. I think this is really good. It's centering us, isn't it? Right now this crisis thing yeah. that's going on on what is really most important in our life.
1: Well, you, you got to you just got to listen to the story that you're telling yourself. Like I, I'm up I get used to get up every day at 5:30. I'm I'm banging the drum. And I got up this morning, I poured a cup of coffee. My little girl woke up earlier than normal and she came out and she got in the in the, the kitchen chair with me and she curled up in there in the peace, peace that I mm. felt. And and I had those thoughts in my mind. I gotta get going, I gotta get going, let me take you back in there and put you in the bed with your mama. It's okay. Mm. Yeah. My good, outcome, man. my outcome or how whatever is going on impacts me is not going to change materially if I sit here for 20 minutes and just hug my child, mm-hmm. right? To be quite honest with you, that's like a pain reliever. Like when i when I have little girls in my arms, it's just, it literally is almost like endorphins, like oh, yeah. nothing. This is all just much crap. You know? <laughs> this is always so much crap.
0: Oh man. you Here's the thing, man. You could lose everything. You could lose your house. You could lose your business. You could lose a mastermind, collect your genius, but you'll always have your wife and your daughter there.
1: Mm, that's all yeah. that matters, man. It's oh. all that matters, but I know that everybody came to talk about how to make sure that doesn't happen. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know we, that's why we're
0: here. Was, I want to say this. We had an RV. We, we didn't have a house. We, all we had, everything was in storage and we had an RV. <laughs> we were traveling around the Northwestern corner of the US for three months. And you know how liberating it was to think that, you know what, if I did lose everything, I would have my family. We have this little RV. It was tight. We were in that RV, the six of us, and we could be anywhere in the United States. And we only needed to spend you know, like ten bucks a day for the camping fee, right? Yeah, and yeah. then uh, a few bucks for gas and food. And with, but like, it was something cool about the family. The simplicity, simplicity.
1: Yeah, the simplicity.
0: All right, people don't. This is the real estate investing mastery. I
1: oh, no, Let's go. Come it's on. not the
0: family mastery podcast. Yeah. Although yeah. family, is, it's without family, what's the point? Yeah. And and I appreciate you saying that. What you did about God, just getting on our knees, praying, thanking God for how He has blessed us asking him for wisdom. Jason, I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you, right? Like there's never been a time when I have asked him for wisdom that he did not give it to me.
1: Never. Yeah. And sometimes you got to be patient. Like I'm, I'm praying for it daily and I've got all these ideas and all these things. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. And it's just, I I keep hearing just wait, just simmer, simmer down. That's good.
0: All right. All right. So we're getting some good comments in the, in the YouTubes and Facebook. I appreciate that, guys. Jason, what do you, What you're, you're in a high-level master, you lead this high-level mastermind collector genius. I was a part of it for years. Mm-hmm. The only reason I dropped out was because I just got tired of traveling. I think about you guys all the time. I miss y'all. <laughs> I really do. And I've seen a lot of other masterminds come and go there's some of them out there that are still existing, but none of them even compares comes close to what you've got going on at Collective Genius. So congratulations to you, man, for what you've done there. And thank you, sir. I appreciate
1: that. Most of them were also born from us too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So what if, you know, you've had a lot of people come to you and, and uh, mm. ask for help or advice. What do you, what are you seeing out there and what are you telling them?
1: You you said the word wisdom a minute ago, and a lot of what we're going to talk about on this call is, is wisdom. And we'll start with this. I don't, everybody wants answers, and I, I don't have them. You know, I'll tell you what I have. I have guidance and I have direction because we're at a stage in this to where it's happening so quickly and so fast that it's not like, it's not like you had an accident in the car and yeah, you're standing outside the car up at the front, kind of checking it out and see looking at what the damage was, right? We've hit the brakes and the car is skidding and we've yet to kind of have impact. And so, yeah, it's it's very difficult at this point to have answers. Those, those answers are materializing daily and they are kind of singular in nature because there are different answers. If you're a wholesaler, if you're a rehabber, if you're a turnkey provider, if you're a landlord, a lot of my clients are all of those things uh, in one. And so, they're addressing things all facets. But my, my point is, is that the first thing you got to realize is there are no answers. You got to chill out and look for guidance and direction. And the thing that I've kind of looked at breaking this down into four categories, and much of this is not for me. It is because I run such a high caliber group. Much of this is, is, is stuff that they've put together that you know, me being at the head of that table has the ability to look at, but we've, we've kind of broke it down into a couple of different categories in which to assess what to do or how to react during this time. And right now you've got to get, you've got to manage your costs and expenses. You got to manage cash and liquidity, right? You've got to communicate at a level that you have not communicated that in the past. Like communication is all hands on deck. And then finally, once you... And th- those three things are really around stabilization.
0: Manage cash was the first one. Second one yeah.
1: what? Ca- cash and liquidity management, cost and expense management, communication. And then those three things are by and large to stabilize the ship, right? We're plugging holes right now, right? We got mm-hmm. a finger over here and a finger over there. We're, we're plugging leaks. And then finally, you've got to be planning... Right? You got to have one plan to stabilize and you got to have one plan to excel is, is the best way that I would kind of describe it. Here, here's the thing, but before we jump into the details of this, the takeaways here are what are to be learned. I, I told Joe something before we started the, the podcast today and he said, wait a minute, <laughs> say that again when we get on the, on the, on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I said that the virus is not the problem. The virus is only revealing problems that have been neglected prior to it showing up.
0: Did you guys hear that? The virus is not the problem. The virus is only revealing the problems that have been hiding in our business. I, I could go on, but I, I want you to say it. This is good. Yeah.
1: So the biggest thing that you want to do before we start start getting into the practical tactical measures of what you should be doing right now is you need to embrace that conceptually. Like the virus is, man. I'm sitting up in my house right now. I'm protected. Nobody in my house has got the coronavirus. At least not at least not that I'm aware of. Right. right. <laughs> like. For all intents and purposes, I I don't really have problems, but at the same time, just like you, I am looking and assessing my business right now, trying to protect it, okay? And so, it's not that the virus is creating, the virus is, is showing me where was I weak, where were there holes, where was I neglectful, right? And then that rolls downhill into your personal situation, which is typically the results of how well you've done in your business, we're gonna actually debate that point in a minute. You might've done really well in your business and be- really bad personally from a financial perspective because you made bad decisions. But the only reason that I'm here with, uh, don't get me wrong, I have concern, I have some worries, but I am not freaking out because I have, I'm able to take good care of my family for years and years and years with no income. And that is because of what I did before the virus showed up, right? being proactive right now we're in a reactive state okay and so the biggest thing that before we dive into all of the things that can and cannot be done what you can and cannot control is you've got to what what is the virus showing me what problems are the virus revealing to me right there's only one reason that i feel very secure financially right now is because i've been through this before and discovered the problems i got a bloody mouth, a punch in the mouth black eyes yeah. And so I had a decision at that point to learn and adapt or ignore it and be in the same situation today. That's what you have. You have a decision to make. If you're struggling or concerned, you have a decision to make around, am I going to learn from this or am I just hoping everything goes back to normal so I can keep neglecting some things that might have me in a tough situation right now? So that's kind of the wisdom part of this. Right. If you want to dive into what some of those things look like, I guess a, a bulleted perspective. Um, I can show. Uh, I can read these out, Joe. Or I got some slides. You tell me whatever's easiest. Let's easy look
0: it. at your slides. You had a really good slide there of that house. Would you mind sharing that? Sure, and I'll describe. If you're listening to this on the audio, I'll describe what we're seeing here as we as we see it. But Jason's going to be sharing his screen here, and he's got some slides that he is showing. That these are slides that you've used for the last couple years.
1: These are these are two plus years old.
0: Two plus years old. We're going to tell
1: you why. Describe what you're showing here right
0: now on this slide.
1: Okay, this is a picture from a hurricane that obviously hit the coast of Florida, and the reason that I. Use this picture as I was describing to my organization, my members of the collective genius, that there's, there's a reason that that house is standing with minimal damage.
0: And all the other houses around it are wiped out.
1: They're, they're obliterated. They don't even like, I mean, by and large, they don't exist. Yeah. And there's, there's no, it is a complete and absolute starting over from ground zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you look around this thing, but that house, that house is standing and has, it's got damage. Yeah. But it's, but it's minimal. It's minimal. It's an insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> it's replacing
0: uh, a few windows and a few shingles.
1: Yeah. And so, but everything else around is destroyed. And there's a reason why that that house is standing is because during good times, when there were no storms. The proper measures were taken to ensure it was built at a level that allowed it to withstand the storm. And most business owners, we don't do that. Because all we remember is like, hey, man, I got a house on the beach and the sunshine and the waves are crashing and things are good. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now, again, the only reason that I operate my business this way to be in the same position that that house is, is because I have been through this before and I decided to, hey, better start operating as if storms are going to come because they do. Right. We've got this. We've got 2008 financial you know decimation of our financial system because of all the crazy loans and the, and the just irresponsible debt that was being given out and we had you know nine eleven nobody expected any of those three things. You don't expect these things. They just happen. They're, they're black swan type of events. And so if you know they're going to happen on a routine basis, do you just build your house to meet minimum codes or do you build it to withstand storm? And so the reason that I have this slide is because that's the way I would try to communicate my message to my members like, hey, we're doing great. Everybody, we've been on a good run. We've had a great ride. We're at the top of the economic cycle. And at any time, something might pop up. And I want everybody in my organization to look like that house right there on the screen versus everything else uh, around it. Yeah. And so that is why I show you that picture. But again, the lesson was learned the, the efforts were taken, the measures were put in place prior to the storm. Right. And i want to show you one other thing. Here's, here's where we're at right now. Right. I don't know if like, if, if you wrote a 10 speed or a 12 speed, and the older I got, I think they had like 16 speeds, but I used to tell, also I used to share this, right? Because when the chain, if when you change gears on a bike, that chain goes from one gear to the next. And when it's going from one gear to the next, it makes that grindy, gritty sound that when you're driving that bike creates uncertainty for you, right? You're like, ooh, I, mean, I switched gears a ton of times, but man, that that, that, that crunchy, gritty, is it going to catch? Yeah. Right? Is that, is that
0: chain going to catch? Just for people listening to the podcast and not seeing this, it's a picture of the gears on a 10 speed bicycle. As you get smaller and they get bigger. That's good. All right.
1: Yeah. So that's where we're at right now, right? The chain is moving across the gears and we got a lot of uncertainty because we don't know when it's going to catch or how long it's going to take to catch. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my job, uh, you know, it all goes back to our mission, mission statement inside of collective genius. It's not, we just don't, it, it's not just our responsibility to help the people prosper, but it's also to, to help them protect Okay. their businesses and their families. And I take that very seriously. And so <laughs> I've been banging this drum for a couple of years. Here we are, you know, I'm just not, not Nostradamus. I don't have it all figured out. I just happen to be a little bit of a historian that says, hey, it's about that time.
0: You know, um, one of the things that you've talked about before in the past too is the gap. Um, yes,
1: you got to be able to withstand the gap. You got
0: to be able to withstand the gap. Can you talk about that? And, and are you done with the slides? Do you want me to take that off? or
1: you we, can, more? We, we can come back to those in a minute. Right. So the gap, it's, it's almost that time between when the, when you shift the ge- gear shifts and it actually catches on the yep. next wheel. Right. Exactly. So that's what, 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 yeah. So we talk about being able to, everyone says, you know, it's, it's really large and by and largely immature, to be honest with you, that I can't wait till the real estate market crashes again, right. because there's going to be plenty of opportunity. How are you feeling about that right now? And I so, talked
0: what, to a guy this morning, he had 20 deals in escrow. Fifteen of them of the buyers pulled out.
1: Right, were they rehab or wholesale deals?
0: These were owner finance deals. The buyers who had ten to twenty grand to put down, ah, yes, backed yeah. out.
1: Yeah, I got you. I so, should have been on that. I apologize. No, no, no. I'm just trying to understand. That. So here's the thing: we're we're going to go through a period, right? We're in the gap right now. Nobody knows what to do. Uh-huh. Right. You got, you got a a money flows through a hose. It comes in one end, it goes out the other. You don't get to clamp it off on the, on the end where it goes out and think that the other end is going to stay open. Right. It it doesn't work like that. So what happens is everybody's kind of holding it, like I'm going to wait. Well, if everybody's waiting, nothing has happened. Right. And what's going to happen is you're going to get sellers who are either unrealistic or un accepting of what may have happened to the value of their property and if they are unaccepting of what's happened even though you know market values are different then there's a time where they don't they won't sell and you can't buy Mm -hmm. and so there's kind of this stalemate that takes a while to it's got it takes a while to unwind right and during that time frame ain't a whole lot going on
0: yeah and we're in that right now
1: yeah we're there
0: going on like People, we're we're quarantined. We're stuck in our house.
1: Yeah, and so we used to always talk. We we might have even started talking. I would assume you know that, Joe, because you, I mean you were with me, I think, four or five years. I guess you heard me talking about that, right? Oh, You've yeah. got about able, you got to be able. You got to be able to sustain the gap, and that gap is in whatever frame time frame it is between when things were going, now they're not, and they crank back up. Yep. And really, that is going to be. I'm going to share with everybody today a simple system that I've been for lack of a better term cramming down my members throats for uh, the last couple of years. Long enough to where Joe's been gone a couple of years and Joe remembers me talking about being able to survive the gap, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And the way that the way that you survive the gap from a business and a personal perspective is I've been sharing this formula. First of all, you got to create a cash cow. You got to create a business that is firing on all cylinders right? Yeah. That, that doesn't mean you get it up, you're flipping a few houses and things are good. And then I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go. No, it takes a ruthless, relentless pursuit of excellence to have a business that becomes a cash cow that is functioning and profiting consistently, predictably, and repeatedly. CPR. Consistently, right?
0: predictably, and repeatably.
1: Right. Your business, you get a cash cow. Once you get a cash cow, right? You've got to, everybody, we, we have a term, on another term we use in is you, you hear like alcohol commercials, drink responsibly. We talk about scaling responsibly because if you just take all your profitability and I'm going into a new market and then I'm making money there, I'm take that money and go into a new market. And before you know it, you're in 10 markets and you've scaled using all your profitability. And although you've got a big business, you don't got any money, right? You're in a
0: uh, way way to, now because you have so much overhead and so
1: much. Let power. me, yeah, let me rephrase that. You might have some money, but you don't have any liquidity. And it's really important that you understand that a business needs both, right? What does that mean? Let's say you're a rehabber and you've got 25 projects going and you've got 20 grand in each of them and the market's going up. Well, all right, you got some money. You got half a million bucks or so in those projects. Pretty safe, market's going up. That's money. Liquidity is physical dollars, greenbacks, moolah, dinero in in the bank. OK, so there's a difference between having money and liquidity and a sound business, a stable business that can make it through times like this needs both. OK, yeah, a lot of people neglect that scale responsibly. There's a, there's there's a lot to be learned from those two words. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: That's good. And, and
1: let, let me give you an analogy. OK, I want you. I want you to think about somebody who's who's doing 200 deals a year and they're just scaling, building their team and turning into a monster. And someone who's doing a hundred deals a year, who's just gradually and methodically plodding along systematically moving forward. And along the way, instead of going as fast as they can and spinning all their profitability, they're doing half what this other guy or gal's doing, but they're taking their profits, a pinch of their profits. And instead of scaling bigger and bigger, bigger, they're like, let me take this profit off the table. Let me take this profit off the table. Let me take this profit off the table. When the music stops or really, really slows down like it is right now, the person who was just scaling to infinity and doing, on the outside looking in, you're like, man, that dude doing 200 deals, he's twice the size of that guy. The guy doing 200 deals who was using all his profitability to grow is headed home. The person who on the other side, you're like, man, he's only half the size of that guy over there, right? He's only doing 100. but he was peeling that profit off. He's got retained earnings got money to make it through the bumps with his business he's got money to take care of his family or her family right he will get to continue climbing and stay in the game yeah
0: you're, you're talking about profit first 101
1: that's this, what we're talking about today profit first
0: what you're talking about is a way to guarantee that your business will always be profitable always no well, matter how
1: he, big it is i've said this If I've said this once, I've said it 20 times over the last week on all these podcasts, right? Like profit is not something that merely shows up in the bottom right hand corner of your P and L. It is something that must be physically taken and extracted from your business for times like these. Yeah. What is left after that extraction is that is what you are allowed to pay capex with expenses, invest, put into marketing that's what you're that's what you're left with what you have to scale the business. The other stuff is not to be is not to be touched, right? Oh yeah. Or touched with it's got to, or touched with a, a level of intelligence.
0: And those of you that don't know, you should go get that book Profit first. You should have read it 5 years ago, but if you're just now it's all right. It's not too late. Pick it up and read it anyway because what it is is basically saying You take your revenue. It's not revenue minus expenses equals profit. It's revenue minus profit equals expenses. Revenue, take out your profit. And I'll show your screens here in just a sec. Okay. Uh, You take out the profit. You take out your taxes. And Jason, you told me six, seven years ago, you saw me, I was starting to make some money, starting to have some success. Joe, you need to start thinking about your taxes there, Joe. Hey, I know know, you're you're having like a huge year. It's what you keep, Joe. Come on. <laughs> I, I did a bad, bad invitation. And sure enough, I, I'm not going to go into the details. We can talk about it offline. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are good now. But like, man, it was like God was speaking through you and you did get my attention. But I didn't realize still until a year or two later, I got hit hard with some big, big tax bills. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll, t- we'll talk about that another time. But the, you will avoid you avoid those problems when you're practicing the, this profit first methodology. Revenue yeah. minus profit equals expenses. So let's just yes. share your screen here.
1: <laughs> sure. Do you remember me telling me
0: that too? By the way,
1: I, I do remember. I remember seeing you having like this breakout crazy year. And I've seen. I have been. I don't like to use necessarily these word coaching, but I, I've been running a mastermind with some of the most top shelf highest, I mean, our organization, I would estimate probably flips 20 plus thousand homes a year, owns a bazillion rentals. Like I got a talented crew of folks that are part of my organization or have been part of it, just like Joe. And you, you start to see patterns, right? And you hear people, I, had a, I got a surprise tax bill. Uh, it ain't a surprise. You just weren't paying attention, right? Oh man, that was me, brother. Yeah, it you're not know. the only ones. You're not it the only this. one. Hold Andrew on a
0: says here, Warren Buffett, when the tide goes out is when you learn who is has been swimming naked
1: yes that's well and that's what we're, we're about to see a lot of naked folks right <laughs> now <laughs> that's like messy. buck naked uh, yeah. here's your
0: uh, here's your slides can you okay
1: yeah in here yeah joe joe is talking about a system that I, I can tell you has changed my life i've been practicing it for for many years and it, it is truly if i were to point a finger at anything that gives me, again, I, I don't want to come off as I, I'm not Warren Buffett uh, or, or Bill Gates or anything like that, but I'm, I'm in a great position right now because of this system, right? I, like I, we can, the Medley family could hold up in here for years, we're going to be all right. And it's because of what I'm showing you on the screen. And this is, there, there are two words that most entrepreneurs do, do not uh, embrace, understand or really like to hear. And it goes back to the story, Joe just told you, he made some mistakes and I've made the only reason I'm doing this now and got it right. is because I've got it wrong in the past, made some mistakes around what is called cash management. Okay. I mean, I'm going to back up just, just one second here. Okay. When you, when you're an investor, things can get complicated, right? And I'm, I'm trying to speak to a general general crowd. You know, some people are wholesalers rehab or some people do both. So, everything I'm saying here is applicable across the board to different investors. It may not necessarily everything be applicable to you, but things can get complicated. And if you're not paying attention, you don't know, like you got money coming in, you're raising capital, you know, private money, you got funds going out, paying other private investors. You got tons of projects going on at the same time. Everything's got a project with a different scope of work and a different budget. You're hiring people on your team and you know, there's that person's six grand a month and it's going to be six months before they probably reach a point where they can cover their salary. There's 36 grand down the drain. Like When you're running a business, if you're not paying attention or if you don't have a cash management plan in place, it can get super dicey. And one of the things that I want to share to a lot of business owners is cash management is not logging into your online bank account every now and then and looking at what the pixels tell you on the screen. That ain't cash management. Okay. You have got to have a profit and loss statement that you actually look at. Every month, it gives you data, it gives you intel, it gives you input. It tells you what's going right, what's going wrong, and really helps you understand in your business, what is yours and what isn't. That's really more your balance sheet, but that's, that's another story. But my, my point is, y- you got to get a l you got to have a and l and you got to actually look at it and pay attention to it. It helps you forecast what is going on let, in your business. Let me and
0: take it, that a step further because this is something I just did about four or five months ago. I looked at my P&L and I'm not just whole company wide, but by different things that I was doing. So I had a P&L for this aspect of my business, this aspect of my business, and this aspect. You could even take this down to the the houses that you have. You should have a P&L on this house and this house and this house. A lot of us entrepreneurs, small business owners, we have multiple different businesses that we're doing. And I looked at this, and it's a whole 80-20 thing. And I saw this one aspect of my business that I thought was making me the most money. I was actually some months losing money and many months only making five grand a month on that. But that was where I was spending 80% of my time but it was only 20%, like 5% of my profits, right? And so over here is where I was making most of my profits and I was spending very little of my time here, but I was also, I was hating this and loving this. So anyway, it wasn't until I looked at my cash management stuff here on a kind of like, I want to call it a vertical basis, you know, like this thing, this thing, this thing, having a different P&L for each of those that I saw, oh my gosh, I got to get rid of that thing. And I did, I cut it out. It took me about two months but i got rid of it and things looking at this now if it, if i wouldn't have gone through that 6 months ago i'd be in a much worse position right now
1: right that's important your pnl gives you optics you have a pnl and then you have kpis which we whether or not we get into that but my key performance indicators but my point is is that you, you joe you got a lot of people in here that i think flip houses do you want to flip houses or do you want to run a business
0: run a business
1: well, you can't run a business without a P&L, And you're not going to be a visionary leader that can guide and direct and be the captain of the ship without knowing your numbers. And a lot of those important numbers are on your P&L. Yeah, and they give you insights, just like you said, Joe. They get it gives you insights and gives you the ability to shake and bake and change and move different directions, right? So, the bottom line is, if you don't have a P and L, if you don't have a balance sheet, running your business can get super hairy because you don't know what is mine and what is not. You're like, ah, I'm good today. I got like 900 G's in the bank, and then you're like, oh crap, we got to pay two private lenders 600 grand. I've actually only got three. Like you, you've Mm-hmm. As your business grows, as your business scales, as it gets more complex, you should be meeting regularly. A lot of you get to a certain point, maybe you have a CFO or a fractional CFO, but if not, just your CPA who get, you get with. And you, I was with I was on the phone with mine last night at six o'clock right? We were running through my p and I can give you guys an exercise, Joe, if we have time of, of what to, if you're running off of P&L, what to do right now to kind of get a grip on your business and figure out if things get too choppy, how to force rank expenses and where to cut and stuff. But that's what we, that's what we were doing last night. Um, we do have time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Okay. So at the end of the day, if you don't have a cash management system in place, things can get hairy, right? You don't know what's yours, don't know what's yours. This is a this is a way you don't know what's my, what's mine and what's not you don't know this is one way to help you know okay mm-hmm. and again I, I'm not going to take credit for this this is the profit first book we had Michael the author uh, as a keynote speaker inside of our organization we we bring rock stars in to teach this kind of stuff yeah. but h- here's here's what I want to share with everybody this is not like everybody talks about system right which is taking something hyper complicated and systematizing putting order to it simplifying it. This is, I don't even know if I would call this a system as much as it is a discipline. Okay. This is a super simple discipline and it consists of basically having, five. I don't follow the system to the T. There's some variances here uh, that I do differently, but there are really five key accounts that you should have. That enable you. What you're looking at on the screen right here, I don't want to dismiss the simplicity of this, but I also want you to understand that one of the reasons that... Don't get me wrong, I'm adjusting on the fly with my business right now as well, but I've got 12 plus months of retained earnings. My family's in good shape. And this, what I'm showing you right here, right now, (laughs) this is why. And before we get into each of these accounts, what I want to share with you is that along the way, during this 10, 11-year bull run we've had, this cost me opportunity Following this system cost me opportunity. I get deals coming across my desk. Mm, I've got the money, but I'm not going to touch that. I'm not going to touch it because yeah. that's not what I set out to do. That's not the purpose of those accounts. So it cost me opportunity. However, right now, if I had jumped on some of that opportunity, I probably wouldn't have the liquidity that I have now or the stability that, that I have now. So. Account number one, cash flow. You need to understand what kind of cash your business needs to run for three or four months, right? That's your cash flow account. All of my revenue goes into the cash flow account and I take percentages out. Everybody's going to have, it's going to be different for everyone's business, but I take certain percentages of that revenue or I should say that profit. You can structure it either way, right? The book will tell you how to structure it either way. I take certain percentages and I put it into my CG investing slash retained earnings account. Okay. That's the account bottom left hand corner. Then. I take money and I put it into my tax and short-term investments account, okay? Because I Uncle Sam's always coming. That's your business partner. He ain't going away. Not gonna mm-hmm. happen, right? Unless you move to Puerto Rico. So you gotta take a certain percentage. You can do this from profit, monthly profit. You can do this on a per deal basis. You can do this, like there's a bunch of different ways to skin this cat, but either way, whether it's at the end of the month off your P&L or it's on a per deal base, hey, my average wholesale fee is $12,000. So I'm gonna take two grand, off of every deal and I got to put it into my tax account. I'm going to take three grand and put it into my retained earnings or three, three K and put it into my, like, it's a super simple account. Account one is for cash flow. Account two is retained earnings to be able to help your business through times like this account three, which is your tax and short term investments is so you don't get into a jam, like have these killer years. And then April 15th shows up and you're like, Oh, uh, my tax bills do. I, I, and then you're looking at your account and you're like, I got all this money. And then in an instant, yeah. in an instant it vaporizes because you owe it to Uncle Sam. That's your third account. Your fourth account, obviously you got to have personal checking accounts, to pay your bills and your fifth account, which is in the bottom right hand corner is liquid cash hands off. That is in all caps, right? It's yeah. in a, when you put something in all caps, you are trying to make a point. Yeah. Right? And so <clears throat> that isn't all caps for a reason because that liquidity is not to be touched liquid. There's, that's what liquid that means that is money in the bank. Now, this system, as you develop it gets, it can get more advanced. Like I no longer put profit. I don't peel profit out of the business and put it into my liquid hands, cash off account. We have, you get to a point where you say, okay, listen, if the coronavirus comes or 2008 shows up again or A 9-11 happens again, like we're covered for for several years, it gets to a point where adding more money to that could almost be irresponsible. So you take the money you were putting in that account and then you start investing it into cash flow, cash flowing assets or whatever your choice is, right? For me, it's cash flowing assets, multifamily syndications. Then that so so when you get to a point, your investing account or your retained earnings account, if your business is growing, that count that account should continue to grow. If you reach a point where like I'm good here. I'm not going to necessarily continue to scale my business. Then you can stop putting money in that same from liquid hands, cash off. That's your family rainy day fund. Okay. If you get to a point where like, I've got several years of expenses in the bank to take care of my family, you stop putting money into those accounts. And then you start investing in cash flowing assets, right? Because a diversified, if you're diversified, you've got, your business over here, kicking off income, you got retained earnings to help the business. You're making sure your tax bills paid. You've got liquid hands, ca- liquid rainy day fund for your family. Then you're putting money in cash flowing assets. You've got like, for example, I, I, this is why liquidity is so important. I have a significant amount of investments with a bunch of, a bunch of my members and thousands and thousands of units of apartment complexes. And I fully, uh, so again, I'm in syndications with, with, a bunch of my members, Tim Brotz's of the world, the Randy Lawrence's of the world, been investing in apartments for the last several years. I fully anticipate, like everybody thinks, oh, I got rent coming in, good, don't worry about it. If you got rent coming in, you better anticipate some cuts right now because a lot of people are losing their jobs. And so I, I, the reason I have cash is because I can't always count on the rents. Right now, I I, would, I would, be, would not be surprised if the amount of money that I have coming in from rents right now gets cut in half for the next several months. Right, so you gotta have, and it takes years too. Right, like this didn't the the scenarios I'm describing didn't take place overnight. It takes years of methodical discipline of staying focused to to you know have it kind of diversified like
0: you that. Know, this is really good because a lot of people maybe aren't there yet, Jason. I mean, they've not prepared like that, or they're not ready for this right now, and they're freaking out. Mm-hmm. I I've had countless discussions with other people. That were really crushed during the last recession. It took, yeah, yeah. that was one of them, yeah. uh, who, who took, it took them years to recover. Mm. And they all say the same thing I wish I would have splat faster. Like, you know, you're going to hit the ground sooner or later, right? The, I'm hopefully, I'm making my point here, but the sooner you get that splat over, the better, right? The sooner you you face the truth of what's happened, the better. The sooner mm-hmm. you get your head out of the sand, the better. The sooner <clears throat> that you look at this and, and assess where you are right now, the better. So yeah. like, what what other advice would you give to somebody who maybe hasn't prepared like that right now? And is, you know, the first of the month is coming April 1st. I think we're going to get a lot of stress come April 1st. Yeah. The tenants are going to be like, sorry, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you tell people who have or aren't prepared like this
1: right now? Yeah. So such, such a broad question, depending upon everyone's personal situation. I'm, I'm going to do my best to answer that. I, I think from a, a core business perspective, if you haven't gone through the... I know this is going to sound harsh, right? No, it's going to sound harsh. No, it's going to sound ugly. Joe will tell you, after being a member of my organization for many years, I got a heart about, you can't see my arms in here. It's about this big. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say some things that I can assure you would never, ever, ever in a million years want to happen to anybody, yeah. but it is what it is. It is what it is. And yeah. so if you are running at a level where you have a P and L you need to get out your P and L and you need to go down to your expense line and you need to cut and paste. Like imagine you've got a single tab spread spreadsheet with your P and L Cut and paste the final item for the final line item for 2019, right? Along with the, the, the line item and the final cost for everything. Cut and paste that onto a new tab. Sort it highest to lowest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Force rank highest to lowest. And then you got to go through each of those line items and begin to assess where you can cut or shift for optimization. Right, right. We'll touch on both of those. So. You might look at saying, you know, I got this marketing channel over here. I'm spending three grand a month on. And quite honestly, it ain't going that well. It's got to go. Or if you're trying to optimize, I've got this marketing channel over here that's on fire. I'm going to take that three grand and put it over here. Again, depends on how much liquidity you have. It depends on how much run rate you've got. So, But you need to go through and shred your p and You need to look at right now who on your team is not an all-hands-on-deck mentality type of individual. And if they're not, they got to go, right? I, somebody asked me to be on a webinar Saturday night. I called Jessica on my team. And I was like, listen, I need a slide deck put together. And she said, let's grind. Okay. Let's grind. If you have people who don't have that attitude right now on your team, they got to go. That's just the, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, you may even have people on your team that do have that attitude that you might have to make some really hard decisions about because if you hang on to people too long, and you'd end up with no business. If you don't have a business, nobody on your team has a job. Now there are other options there. You can tell everybody, listen, I love all of you guys. We've built this thing together. No idea this is going to happen. I've got, I'm going to take a hit as an owner. Do are we going to team up together and do this the same? Are you going to do it with me? Right. We will pull through this, but maybe everybody's got to operate on a 70, 70% of the salary that you're working on right now. Right. You you got to think through different ways to either certain people got to go. You got to have percentages of, of potential salaries cut or furlough. Like there's, you got to think through, you got, you got to get real. This is real shit. Excuse my French. Um I don't envision we're going to wake up in two weeks and this is, this is, going to be like, okay, so you've got to adapt as quickly as possible. And you know, that's the, on last Friday, I had a call with our members. And I have a zoom account that holds 100 people, we don't ever max it out, not even close, like when we do these kind of calls, monthly trainings, yada, yada, people were like, I can't get on. Everybody wants to know what are, what, are, what are you doing right now? Right. And that's what we were doing. One of my leaders, Frank Kava, pulled up his, his profit and loss statement, and he showed how he went through and dissected it cut it up, split it up. He showed how he forced ranked employees and had to make hard decisions based upon the value that they bring into the organization and their attitudes. Like this is don't bleed it dry if you know that you got people with a bad attitude or the wrong attitude or just aren't essential employees. Okay. I would look at looking at your business from the perspective of like if next month, I would put it in buckets, right? If next month I don't make X amount of dollars in revenue, this has to happen. That has to get cut. This person might have to go. If in May, I don't make this much revenue, this, per- this, this service has got to go. This person might have to go. This has got to get cut. You're going to have to think it through. That's what I was doing last night at 6 o'clock. I'm in great shape financially. I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that. Okay?
0: What do you say? Because sometimes I'm thinking, dang it, do, like, do I have to do that? You know, do, should I wait a little bit to see if this really gets any worse or do I need to make those cuts right now? Is
1: that- I, 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 it all again it goes back to everyone's individual like joe if i know you you probably got a bunch of vas that are inexpensive doing stuff for you everybody's situation is different here's what i would tell you maybe you don't have to take the action right now but i would encourage you to do the activity okay does yeah. that make sense oh yeah yeah that's good. go go through the exercise you don't want to go right now you're still you're calm figuring this out it's unfolding We don't know that it's time to have to do all that stuff. I agree with you completely. But if you get to that point, you'll probably be mentally strained, stressed. And then a lot of times when we get to that point, we just stick our head in the scene. Mm -hmm. right. So do the exercise, do the activity. Only you will know in your personal situation if you actually need to go through with the action. Okay. But I would, I would be, you know, you don't want to look for the fire extinguisher. (laughs) or realize you don't have one yeah when the fire is out of control so just make sure you got I don't, i'm not going to use a fire extinguisher but i sure like to know i see i see it right over there on the wall right that's the best right. analogy that i that i can give to to, to everybody if you don't run off and of L, get your bank statements out open up your credit card app on your phone capital one visa whatever it is start flicking and start chopping and again it's all relative to your... If you have less than 90 days worth of cash in the bank to sustain your business, you need to do all of that. You need to go through the exercise, the activity, and you need to take action if you have less than 90 days. And most businesses do, unfortunately. So that's what you need to be doing right now. You need to stabilize. You need to... I, I watched a show the other night. This, I don't remember what, what what show it was, Nat G or something. This world-class mountain biker fell off his bike and handlebars went through his leg They weren't worried about taking him to the plastic surgeon and getting sewed up real pretty. Stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Okay. The The other thing that I would encourage everyone to do right now is to get with your team, not just your current team, but all of the power players in your network. You need to figure out where are your buyers at, your landlords, your rehabbers, where are they at? If you call 10 of them and eight of them are like, I got my hands in my pockets, but two of them are like, I've been waiting for this. I got 20 million on the sidelines. Let's rock and roll. At least you know who's doing what and what they want. And you can go and move forward based upon that, right? You can't, like no point in buying ten houses if you've got two buyers that only want to buy. Hey I'm good I'm still good buying two houses a month like get get out and communicate okay start a, a start a local zoom mastermind if you're stuck up in the house. And get all of your core people in your organization together once a week. What's going on? What's happening? What are you doing? How are you bringing in money? What what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Like, use the concept that's the foundation of the collective genius in your marketplace.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? That's been huge. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's easier than you think to start a local mastermind <clears throat> with your competitors. I've done that several times. It's been really, really good. All right, yeah. Jason, we got to end this. Mm. You're, you've been really gracious with your time. I want to Thank do say you're. one thing here. Some A lot of you guys listening to this, and I'm not just saying this because I got Jason Medley here. I'm saying this because this is really, really important. A lot of you guys are in masterminds, you're in group coaching programs. This, I would encourage you guys, this is the worst time to stop your mastermind memberships or your coaching memberships, right? This is the worst time to, that, that should be one of the last expenses that you cut. Because being part of a mastermind is what's going to get you through this crisis. I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over again. I've been part of a mastermind, at least one or two masterminds for the last 10 years. And being connected with other investors that are seeing things that you aren't seeing, that are looking after you, watching your back, they're seeing what's what's coming behind you that you don't see, you need to have those connections. And, And one of the biggest mistakes you're gonna make is, is dropping out of masterminds and coaching programs that that you're, hopefully you're in a good mastermind, right? But like I'm saying, this is the worst time to disconnect and unplug from masterminds like, like Collective Genius or the others others that are out there. So I want to encourage you guys to, to think, in fact, I'm looking at a couple right now to plug back in, invest in, because I know these are the guys that they're going to do well. They're going to succeed and they're going to find the opportunities. You know what I'm saying?
1: And I, and I want to encourage everybody too, to qu- question your leadership. Don't just make, whether it's mine or it's, it's another mastermind, don't just make a, a, a rash decision. Look at, the, find out who the leaders of those organizations are. Did they prepare their organization for this? Yeah. Did they prepare their organization for this? And what are they doing right now different? We've call, we have a call every Friday with our entire membership right now, all hands on deck, right? We've broken down an agenda where we're tackling what's going on in marketing, what's going on in dispositions, what's going on from a lender perspective, how are you doing this? everybody's sharing their documents, right? Like landlords right now. We just had this happen today on, at, at CG. And this is the power of a mastermind, whether it's mine or somebody else's, go get in one. But like we have the highest level people who are, if you're in property management, for example, you gotta write a letter to your tenants. Here's our stance. Right. You got to have, if people are going to delay, you got to get accounting principles in place to track delayed revenue from certain tenants. If they're going to delay, they got to fill out certain, like all those forms are being created on the fly because this has never happened before. And you get a member that just drops them in our Facebook group and says, Hey guys, I just did all this. It's yours. Right. Billy Arvaro. I think you know, uh, Billy Joe. He just, he sent me a text earlier today. He's like, those docs that Mark tour put together saved me 10 hours of my life. Mm-hmm. right and so you don't have to focus on that stuff so you can focus on how to make money you're very good right keep it coming to the door so anyway it was an honor and how can
0: people get a hold of you and, and and look up the collective genius how can they get more information about that
1: yeah go to uh just go to learnmoreaboutcg.com. Learn, learn more about cg.com that's learn more about cg Just the initials, CG. Yeah, there you go. Learn more. You're like me. I like those all caps on each front of each word. (laughs) (laughs) Learn more Um, about CG.com. Go check us out. We're super laid back. We're not here to pressure anybody. If we're a good fit, cool. If we're not, that's okay too. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about your business. And if we can help, great. If not, no sweat.
0: Very good. Learn more about CG.com. Thank you, Jason, very much. Thank Thank you, sir. Appreciate
1: Appreciate it.
0: And uh, we will see you all later. Go give your wife and kids or your... Spouse, a hug, and your kids. Go give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right. All right. Appreciate that.